Welcome to the Whistle Mission Outdoors Podcast. I am Jim. I'm Pat. And we are a podcast dedicated to the outdoors for the states of Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana. If your state borders Lake Michigan, this podcast is for you. We cover anything outdoors, especially hunting, fishing, mountain biking, conservation, any issues you got concerning the outdoors. And remember, if you can hear this podcast, that means you can be on it. Email us at whistlemissionpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome and enjoy the show. So a little bit different of an episode this week. Uh, Pat cannot fit in the podcast this weekend, so I am joined with Bushlight Billy. Oh no, wait, Catfish Billy. We're doing. We're gonna. It's Catfish Billy. You can call me Catfish Billy. I don't mind it. I like it. It's got a nice little ring to it. And Kelsey, but it's not for a good reason. Yeah, it's not for a good reason, but it's got a nice little ring to Catfish it. Catfish Billy. Now, uh, why do you, why do you call me Catfish Billy? Because uh, you did it to me again this weekend. Yeah, we're gonna go ice fishing. We're gonna go ice fishing. No word. No nothing. No text. No. <laughs> I got busy. And then I said, hey, uh, what happened? Why didn't you go? Uh, busy. <laughs> is that your final answer? <laughs> Some of us got to go to work so we can, like, you know, maybe one day afford to live in a house like yours. Yeah, right. Yeah. My front door, my back door are on the same hinge, guys. <laughs> um, anyway. No, it was kind of, a, kind of a slow week for me. Just a lot of work and, uh, and kind of terrible weather. We had that big snowstorm. Thanks for coming over and doing my driveway. I appreciate that. That snowblower ran a lot better this time. Did it? Yeah. It did, did a little lug and lug, lug, lug. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't not as bad like when you were doing it. Yeah. I had, a, I, had a, I had a bit of a week. I, was gonna, I wrote actually some of it down. If I sound nasally, I'm going to start with that. If I sound nasally, it's because I babysit a one-year-old, and after he left, I'm like, man, I feel terrible. And I told Kel about it. I said, man, I think I had some post-nasal drip last night. She goes, oh, well, the baby was sick. Oh, of course. Oh, thanks for letting me know. I could have been, like, getting vitamins in me in the meantime. But yeah, no, right. no, no, no. <laughs> Let's tell him after, you know, days after. Yeah. So I'm kind of clearing out a head cold here. It wasn't too bad. Um, you did see this, but I did get uh, – I went out shopping. I got Daiwa reels for walleye fishing. Yep, came over. We got them spooled up. I was I was looking at the Shimano's, and I was looking at the Daiwa's, and honestly, for the $60, $70 price range, you're going to – the Daiwa's a better reel. Right. You know? I, I'm actually upset that they still call those Spyrexes because Spyrexes used to be something special. Yeah. Now they just feel like a – My old Spyrex, that was something special. That was a good reel. That's what I mean. Back then, they were worth it. Yeah. You know? now, I haven't seen them lately. I haven't, I haven't bought a spinning reel in years. If you looked at a, a Shimano Spyrex today, you would not recognize it for what you have. Really? I, well, next time we go to Bass Pro, Next time Pro, we go to Bass Pro, I want to check it out. And then – It's disappointing. Oh, I meant to bring it downstairs. Uh, maybe at the break, I'll go get it. But I got my yak pack in the mail. Oh, did you? So once again, it came from Illinois Yak Pack, and I actually might have had those guys on the podcast. Uh, the guy that arranged all this, I told him about it. He lo- said he'd love to come on. So. Cool, excellent. Um, but this Yak Pack, a box came in the mail, USPS. And I'm like, what is this? Oh, it's my. It's, I won that little competition they have on their Facebook page. Right. I open it up. It's loaded with lures, soft plastics, line clippers. And dude, it was like way too generous. I thought I was gonna win like an envelope full of like yak pack stickers or something, yeah. like three or four, you know. <laughs> which would be awesome. Yeah, which I would have been perfectly happy with. And I'm opening this up and I'm like, this must have gone to the wrong guy wrong guy. And I go to post on Facebook, I see the other guy that won posted his too, and I'm like, I got the same one. That's you awesome. Know? Oh, very, very, very generous. Awesome. And yak then pack. to follow up my week, uh, I am thirty three years old and for the first time in my life I fell through the ice. Yep. And that is not fun. Man, yeah. luckily I didn't have it as bad. But so the story goes, I was at this little hidden pond, scouting it. The water was low. And I walked past these cattails out on the ice. No big deal. Come back a week later, and we had a major thaw, a major rain event. And I wasn't paying attention, but those cattails were now underwater with a little bit of frozen ice, you know, oh, yeah. from the night before. So you're talking a fraction of an inch of ice, and I didn't know it. And underneath there was about knee-deep water. So I walk out, I'm towing, I got the shanty in tow, step on it, right through, right up to my knee, filled my boot. Oh. Um, and we had a good group out there. You were, oh, wait, no, I was going to say you would know, but you didn't come. <laughs> Busy. But uh, no, we had Dan Brat, Pat, my dad, my dad's buddy, me, and we're all out there. We didn't catch a thing. Yeah. <laughs> we, see the, we see all these bluegills zooming around on the, on the depth finder, but... Anyway, so I stood out there for three hours with a boot full of water. Oh, I can't imagine that. You know, wet socks. and But finally, at the end, I, I wanted to stay. I was going to stay past dark. I really wanted to give it past dark a shot, you know? Yep. I couldn't hang on. My foot, my, my foot was so cold, I was, like, scared for it. I'm the same way. When I get frozen feet, I'm done. Like, I'll just call it a day. 
um, these were so cold. Like uh, when they were warming back up, I had that burning, stinging feeling under the nails. Yep. Oh, that's the worst. And it's just, it, it feels like somebody's like driving drywall screws under the nails, you know? And it's like, oh, you know, but it, it's, it, you know, it's coming back, you know, but it was so cold and it was just my left foot. My right foot was fine. I saw a uh, news article uh, during the Winter Olympics, one of the cross country skiers. Mm. He had a, uh, a frozen male body part. A frozen wiener. Yeah. That I, poor guy. That, I, I felt terrible for him. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Like they, they said they were trying to thaw it out. I don't know. what. I, did he save it? Yeah. They, yeah. He was able to save it. And he says he was trying to put a heat pack on it and everything. And Can you imagine how? Oh, he man. Said, he said once it was thawing back out, it was like the worst pain he's ever had. Yeah. I heard that. I didn't know if they actually like saved it for, you know, usage, you know. I, 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 I hope so. That poor bastard. One spot you never want to get frostbite. Yeah, right. Anywhere else. Yeah. Give it to me on the tip of my nose, yep. you know. I remember reading that with that, uh, that book I was telling you about with uh, a Kingdom of Ice. Uh, they, that, there was that guy that was trying to make the first uh, North Pole attempt. Oh, oh a, okay. Yeah, yeah. These guys were getting frostbite so bad in that book that the, they had a doctor with them. And guys were starting to freak out. They had a, Their ship finally sank, and they had to walk across ice and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. They were all getting these cold feet, and the doctor's like, well, I'll take your shoes off and let me look at them. Well, the one guy, he took the shoe off, and a, a piece fell. Oh, no. And the guy's like, what was that? And he's like, nothing, nothing. It was just something in your shoe. And the guy's like, what? He's starting to freak out. It was a piece of his foot, and uh, oh, no. it actually froze down to the bone. And when it fell off, you could see the bone and everything in there frozen. That's oh, how. God. So when you have cold feet, think about how much, I mean, a chunk could fall off. Yeah. You know, it was a decent chunk, too, he said. I mean, the guy saw it. <laughs> Nasty. Didn't feel it. He wouldn't feel it until the, the doctor even said he wouldn't feel it until the foot warmed up. He wouldn't feel a thing. Wow, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, that was my week. Uh, I guess we can get to the news if you'd like. We're uh, sure. oh, the discussion topic. Uh, Kel's going to join us for the discussion topic. Is going to be a little different this week. It's still going to kind of be like news articles, but we're going to talk about different. It's more like opinionated news articles. Um, so stay tuned for that. We don't have like one direct message. We got between two and three that I have thought out. I think I only told you guys about two, and if we have time, I'm going to hit you with a third. And it's going to be a total surprise just to hear your straight-up opinion on it. Almost knocked over my bush light. Well, go ahead. Since you, uh, you're fresh, let's see. Let's so I took off. care of Michigan and Indiana. Um, and brought bush light, by the way. Brought bush light. Got to have bush light. I'm fresh out of work. Need it right now. Um, coming from Michigan. Now, this is coming from PetoskiNews.com. Petoskey. Petoskey. Is it Petoskey? Yep. It's way up there. Oh. Okay, it's saying that uh, ice fishing is more popular than ever. Now, this is going to kind of be a good segue into our discussion topic regarding what we're going to talk about. Yeah, it will be. Um, but it's saying that uh, in 2019, over 50 million Americans flocked to the nation's waterways to engage in fishing activities, marking the highest fishing participation rate in over a decade, according to a Statista report. During the... Winter months in northern Michigan, ice fishing is what locals and tourists flock to to do uh, across more than 100, or I'm sorry, not 100, 11,000 inland lakes and tens of thousands of miles of rivers and streams. Um, yeah, they get, I mean, that's that whole state gets pretty good ice, like top to bottom, left to right. Oh, it gets, absolutely. It gets pretty good ice. Article goes on to say, like, you know, with the increased um, interest in ice fishing and just fishing in general, it's kind of, uh, it's been a booming tourist industry, really. For um, it's something all to do during winter up there. Yeah, it's something like you said. It was something to do during winter. Like what? Pat said it best. I, am I passionate about it? No, but uh, I'll do it. I mean, it's like there's nothing. Well, I, I can sit at home and watch TV, or I can just go out on the ice and be out in nature. Honestly, know? normally this time of year, work for me is generally slow. So I've never seen us in January working six days a week ever. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. I remember lots of times. Most of the times when you were busy, you were traveling. Yeah, right. right. But no, it's actually a bit. It's a really decent article. It's a quick little article, an easy read, um, basically saying that tourism is kind of coming back to um, Michigan and the UP and in ice fishing, and uh, it gives you a list of lakes and uh, decent chances of some different fish that you can catch. For example, if you're in the UP, you can go to Kiwani Bay in Baraga County, catch brown trout, lake whitefish, lake trout, coho salmon, splate, splake, smelt, and burbot. 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 You I know another name for a burbot? No. Eopout. Really? Yep. Did you know that is the only freshwater cod species there is? 
I've never seen. Remember, we were looking at that book the other day, and I saw one. I had no idea what it was. Yeah, they're they're not pretty. They're not a good looking. Fish. No, I've they, never seen. To one. me, they kind of look like uh, those gobies. You Are know? they just up north, like way further? Yeah, up north? they need they need cold, deep, clean water to yeah, live. Maybe so that's why I've never seen one. But supposedly they are fantastic eating, and they are even more fun to catch. Well, cod's good eating too. My but, turn. Yeah, no, your turn. Like I said, this is a. A nice, quick, easy read for Michigan. So Wisconsin, this is a short one. I just thought there wasn't like a whole lot of earth-shattering ones, so I thought I'd kind of do like a, uh, what is it? What is that called? News bulletin type thing. But uh, right. WisconsinFox6Now.com, three people died over the weekend. This was on February 14th they reported that. Uh, three people died over the weekend. Most deaths occur, imagine this, because of a mix of booze, speed, and driver inexperience. Hmm. And I'm thinking, yeah, booze, speed, and driver inexperience, you put all the three of those together in the same glass, that's going to come out nasty. Yeah, right. Nasty, especially with machines that do 100 miles an hour on little trails through the woods. But it also, it wanted to go on to say that anybody under, I'm sorry, anybody over the age of 12 and born after January 1st, 1985, so you're, you're good, you don't need Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, must have a snowmobile safety cert, which... There's there's a lot more of that kind of stuff. Like for instance, if you're under the age of 30 right now in Illinois, you got to make sure you don't need a boater safety card. Technically, they changed the birthdays. I don't need one anymore. Remember oh, right. I remember I did. Yeah, I remember you took the class and everything. Yeah, when we were like 22, I'm gonna say I was supposed I had to take that class. Yeah. So because I I drove a boat my whole life and somebody's like oh, that, oh that's illegal and I'm like what, what? and I looked no and way. at the time it was like January 1st in 1978. And I'm like, oh, okay. And now it's, uh, I want to say it's 1989. So I'm, I'm oh. born before 1989. I forget the day in 1989. But yeah, it was uh, 1989 or even maybe 90. But I'm going to say if you're under 30 years old, you got to check because you might actually need a safety cert to boat and, you know, snowmobile, any of this stuff. Right. So hunt, everybody's, actually, everybody's got to do a hunt. I had to do the hunter safety course, which believe it or not, if, you're, if you weren't raised around guns like I wasn't, it was actually very, especially hunting, if you weren't raised around hunting, it was very knowledgeable. I mean, you learned a lot of things. I didn't mind taking that one. Yeah. The boating one was annoying, you know. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I never took it. I was driving your boat for however many years. And you still, yeah, and you still would, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. So anyway, I think I think with that law, actually, is you could drive the boat as long as somebody in the boat has that certification. From oh, what okay. I remember. From what I remember, that could be wrong. But I think as long as you had somebody that met it, you could drive the boat. Yeah. Well, hopefully I don't have to take it. I might have to look that up. So, Indiana? So, we got for Indiana two, as you guys know, Indiana is pretty sparse for news these days. However, I've got two quick articles. I don't um, even think we could say these days. I think they're just sparse for news. Or they're just sparse at reporting them. Um, so, this one comes through us from a, a politics section of Indianapolis. in Indianapolis. Indiana Senate could change stance on handgun uh, carry permits. Uh, so this is still in its infancy, uh, just something to consider. But they're basically they want to repeal the state's handgun permit requirement, um, and obviously it's seeking a lot of opposition from major law enforcement organizations. Uh, supporters argue the permit requirement undermines Second Amendment protections. Permit requirement, like that, like a FOID card? You mean? Uh, just as permit. I don't oh, know. Oh, for concealed carry, you said. Yeah, for concealed. Yeah, for not just firearm carry. Yeah, for, not just just for handgun carry permits. Okay. So, um, so yeah, like it, this article is maybe four sentences long, but it's still in its infancy. It just wanted to let you know that there's there may be some rules changing over there in Indiana. On, there's some uh, gears turning over there, huh? Yeah, on on handgun carry permits. Uh, the other article is real quick from Indiana DNR website. So the Indiana DNR Recreation Fishing and Guidebooks are now available online. Uh, they still will have them at uh, different spots throughout the uh, throughout the natural resource. Wh- which book is it? The guidebook, you said? Yeah, the guidebooks. Like the fishing the, guidebooks. You know how they have all that. Oh, like those, rules so, and regs, you mean? Yeah, the rules and regs. So you okay. Can, uh, they're all posted up. They're all updated as of 2022 um, with all the new changes that they made to the increased rates for um, uh, your licenses for hunting and fishing. You can still buy, find hard copies, I'm sure, at all your bait shops. Oh, yeah. But uh, you can still get it at the www.in.gov slash DNR dash fish and wildlife fishing and fishing guide and regulations. I used to, I, I like picking those up because there is a, there's a lot of good information that you didn't, you might not have known just from flipping through. Oh, absolutely. It, it tells know. you where parking is in some of these lakes. They, oh, there's parking over here. Yeah, That's right. nice to know. It's like, oh, that lake, that's not too far from me. Never heard of it. And I know where to park. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's, there's a lot of good information. There. And there's pike in there? Let's go. 
Yeah, that's all I've got for Indiana. Nice, quick, easy Indiana reads today, this week. So, Illinois. Now, this one this one is kind of interesting. I don't have an answer for this one. Fieldandstream.com I got this from. And I, it's actually Iowa. It, this took place in Davenport, but it's all right there with the Quad Cities. Yep. So, it came up in my search. But they found 20 dead geese at Nahant, I'm guessing is how you say it, Nahant, Nahant Marsh near Davenport. They're not sure what caused it yet. Really? The, yeah. So this ground used to be a sportsman's club, and it was purchased, I believe, in the 90s. It was cleaned up in the late 90s. So a sportsman's club, they're clay pigeon shooting. So there's yeah. all this lead flying around. So one theory is that the geese all died. Now, 20 of them. They found them in the same spot. Obviously, the same thing had to kill yeah, them, Yeah, they right? ate something. So they were saying, oh, they had to be lead poisoned. And this is still pretty a young article. They haven't come up with a, a new thing on this yet. But they said lead poisoning due to low water. So they cleaned it up where they normally could. And obviously some still can remain underwater. Due to low levels of water, the geese were able to get in there and feed more where the lead is concentrated. That's stuff they couldn't get on the bottom. Okay. And DNR came out and said, I think it was DNR that came out and said, um, no, that can't be. This is, we bought this in the 90s. You know how many drought years we've had? And yeah. we never had a problem with lead poisoning before. So they're saying, nah, that ain't it. And another theory uh, was, oh, yeah, one more theory is that the lower water caused a b- bacteria and mold buildup to grow. And these things got, it got in the geese and killed them all. Oh, that could be, yeah. So then they said, nah, that wouldn't be the case because we'd find them dead on the Illinois side too. So that's what I mean. There's no answer. There's Did no answer. But so there's sort of a poison? random twenty dead geese that they don't really know. I got a feeling the lead poisoning sounds good to me. I don't know. Geese are hard to kill. I've hit a couple of worm burners on golf courses and smacked <laughs> some geese in the side. And they yeah, the still down just, feathers are flying. Yep, and they just fly away, flock away. They're, if anything, that I made them mad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought uh, twenty of them dead in the same spot. It's like, yeah, I'm willing to bet something. One thing got all of them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, did the, somebody was trying to poison rats or something. Did they get into it? Who knows? I can see the lower water levels, but like they said, I remember like specifically 2005. That was probably the worst drought year that we had in like our present memory. Mm-hmm. You know, other than being, I'd have to go back to the 90s, but the 90s had a lot of, flo- had a lot of floods. Yeah. But um, 2005, do you remember that year specifically for, for droughts? I just remember we were we were still big into fishing as kids and stuff. Going out I don't dad. remember for droughts, no. I remember Saganaski Slough. You drive past, and you know how you can see out. It's not a deep lake to begin with. Yeah. But you could see all the islands and rocks forming out in the middle. That lake was I gone. do remember that year, yeah, because we were, what, juniors, sophomores, juniors? Uh, we were going into junior year because yeah. that was the year the Sox won, you know. Yep. Um, but, that, like, later in the fall, and we were juniors for that. But – I remember being out and like there was no water anywhere. There, yeah. The crops weren't growing. I remember playing a baseball tournament down in Bourbon A and getting out of the car. It was in a cornfield. It was actually a really cool field. And all the corn was about, uh, I'd say about shin high, you okay. know. But you're, I mean, this was like July. Wow. <laughs> knee high by July. It's, uh, yeah, knee high by the 4th of July. <laughs> but they were, uh, that was a real bad drought year. I remember yeah. that. So, but anyway, this year wasn't as bad as that year. Right, and, and they, they didn't, didn't find him dead then. Yeah, if they didn't get lead poisoning then, but I don't know. I, I'm going. I think the lead poisoning's on to something. I'm curious. I'd you like know, to, like to check that out. Maybe follow up on that in the next week or so. So, do you have anything for bush type billies, or do you want to skip it this week? Well, I still have the bacon. It's still curing. Okay. So I'm going to skip it this week because. What about that casserole? Did you already do that casserole? Do you want to talk about that at all or no? Did I? I think I did it already. Didn't I? Did you? I don't know. I made a cheesy chicken. So basically, I'll, I'll tell you guys again. I made a. It's called a cheesy chicken broccoli rice casserole. I think I talked about it two weeks ago. Oh, okay, I forgot. I, I know. I, I know you had steaks, and I forget what you had before. And yeah, I want to say it was that casserole. So we'll just go with that. So you made that again. So I made that casserole again. It makes great for meal prepping. However, I didn't eat it today because uh, every now and then, every month or so, our company kind of gets together and we cook breakfast on my blackstone that's at work right now. Um, so I, I was stuffed. I didn't even have my lunch today. I actually take credit in finding that black stone. Yeah, I think I do. I still owe you money for that. No, I had to pay you back for uh, oh the meat grinder. Remember meat that was grinder. yeah that was yep. part of my meat grinder. So yeah, yeah a guy at works like you want this. What was it like a hundred bucks? Yeah, it was a hundred bucks. And for I'm a like Blackstone Grill. Whoa. I'm like uh, yeah, I'll come get it. Yep. You know, <laughs> say no more. I sell them money way. and I came and threw it in a truck and and you guys put some miles on that thing now. Yeah, we've used it. A- How many pieces of bacon were on that at once today? Well, so we buy the. So I, it's not the best bacon. It's the GFS brand, like uh, restaurant yeah, layout bacon. Yeah, 50 guys. You gotta, so you know. it was uh, 15 or 16 pounds of that. 
So you used it all? Oh yeah. Oh, there had to be some grease pouring off of that thing today. Oh, I've got a I've got a pot like half full of just bacon grease. You guys gonna use it for anything else? Do you save it for anything? Or the no? bacon grease? Yeah. No, I let it solidify overnight and then I put it in a plastic bag. Oh, okay. So you won't you you never like render that down or anything to save it for other cooking things? Or? I save it at home. I, I just don't save it at work. Okay. I'm not gonna bring it home. I've oh, got, I didn't know. I've I thought a, I thought people. I thought bacon grease was a thing people like to cook with. It is. I I still like using it. I've got a mason jar at home with bacon grease in it. That like I don't use it all the time, but you know every now and then I'll oh, get a little bacon flavor to this. Other than the bacon, what'd you guys make? Uh, so we then we had scrambled eggs, bacon scrambled. Do you eggs. do that on the Blackstone too? Yeah. So it's funny because my, uh, my boss Marv he wanted to do the scrambled eggs in the oven. He was gonna just kind of mix them together. Oh and no! Put them yeah, real that's quick. a good way too, though. But he says, "Oh, we're running out of time. We're running out of time. Quick, turn the black stone." I had just finished cleaning it from the bacon. Oh, got man. it all oiled back down and seasoned up. I was almost putting it away. Quick, fire it back up and make these make these scrambled eggs because they were still like liquid. I was like, <laughs> "How many eggs boss, total?" No. You think he bought a case of ninety? All gone. All gone. I think I could do that by myself. In two days. I don't know. This was a lot of eggs, man. This I can, was a I, lot of I have never. Eggs. I have yet to find my limit on eggs. Kel is amazed by it. I have yet to find my limit on eggs. And Marv had a... Um, Marv made it overnight. It was a 12-pound tube of uh, pork sausage that he made into sausage gravy at Biscuits and Gravy. And then another... Uh, the woman that works in the stockroom, Lynn, she made uh, chorizo and eggs. So see, so there's your burst like Billy segment right there. You should just let off with that one. It was a great, know? it was a great breakfast. But like, I'm, I made all that bacon. Now it's all I smell. As I, when you cook that much bacon, I spent two hours sitting there in front of the Blackstone cooking bacon. That's all that cool. grease is all over me. That's all I smell is bacon. <laughs> it all pays the same, right? All pays the same. Yeah. All right. So I guess we're gonna move into uh, Kelsey's corner. Yeah, it's moving to Kelsey's and corner. And then we'll be back with some uh, discussion topics. Next week we're doing bacon though. Okay. Okay. Welcome to Kelsey's corner. Welcome to. <laughs> I feel like he was I'm like you. crashing something here. So you got a partner with us. You want to introduce your partner? Yeah, this is a uh, Kelsey and Connor's corner. I have a little Connor on my lap right now. So he's smiling at Uncle Bill with his headphones on. Yeah, yep. he was helping me research this too, actually. So uh, you might actually hear a little cooing going on there, but uh, it's just a baby. And <gasps> yep, there it is. Um, what are you What are you talking about this week? I am talking about drinking water again. Again. But you no, I didn't talk about this before. Oh, did we do bottle usage? Uh, I think we did bottle usage. I, I think we think talked we about drinking water. I don't think we talked about drinking. I thought you were going to do something else that pertained to this baby. Um, what pertains to the baby? You were talking. You were going to do. Oh, how to prevent a cold? Because this baby so, got us all sick. I actually have two sides on my thing. One is preventing a cold, and then one is drinking water. He's taking my paper. Well, I'll tell you what. Do drinking water this week, and we'll do a cold next week. And he, we, I thought of this idea for because of the baby. Now let's go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. It's your. Did I, Bill? Do you remember me drinking water or like talking about it? Not that I know of. Remember no. we were talking See? about bottle usage. Remember we were talking about like how I, I no, went I to bar No, I think that was just how we cut down on. This is like why you should drink more water. Okay, go ahead. I drink so, a ton of water. Um, I actually read an article the other day that was saying how nurses are actually like, they're in the state of chronic dehydration. And like some of the symptoms are like fatigue, headache, um, crankiness. And it, uh, there was a study. Hang on. I wrote it down, actually. So that's all the symptoms of being a woman. Um, so eight out of 10 nurses actually don't drink any water during work. And the article was saying half of the staff was dehydrated. Here, Uncle Bill, you want to hold the baby? <laughs> Kel, I don't think you're ever cranky. Oh, you should see her come like 7 o'clock at night and you, before 9 o'clock in the morning. Tell me that again. Anyway, so the article was saying how nurses, we walk three to six miles a day during average. And they were saying how we don't actually drink any water during our shift. So do you know, this is a pop quiz time. Do you know how many cups a day a man is supposed to drink of water? I am going to say one ounce per body weight. Or yeah, one ounce per pound of body weight. All right. So calculate that for you. All right. So it'd be 186 ounces of water divided by 32 ounces in a quart. Uh, so 32 times four. So I mean, what? Come on, help me out here. 30, 32 times four would be 128. So 128 would be uh, one gallon, 128 ounces in a gallon. And actually, I'm like 200 anyway. pounds now. So, so I'm gonna say on, say gallon and a half for me in a, a day. Okay, on average, how much water is a man supposed to drink a day? Wilhelm, 64 ounces. Oh my God. 
Why can't you guys do anything in cups? That was what the article was. Okay, cups. It's, <laughs> so ounces, there's eight ounces in a cup. So if he says 64, there's so what are you talking about? Eight, eight, eight cups, cups of water. All right. Anyway, so a woman <laughs> is supposed to drink nine cups of water a day, and a man is supposed to drink 12.5 cups of water a day. I drink 12.5 so. cups a day before six o'clock in the morning. Whoa. So. Then okay. there's the rest of the day. What about, what do they say? How much, how much is the average man supposed to consume a bush light in a day? Oh my goodness. <laughs> He's going. He's go. I'm watching the baby I'll go take, for the I'll stairs. <laughs> he can go up the stairs. He just likes to go up and down. Anyway, so. Um, so say I, that again. How many cups? Say that again. Let's refresh. So you're here. supposed to, a man's supposed to be 12.5 cups of water a day. A woman's nine. Pregnant woman is 10 cups. So I actually just got on this because I read that article about nurses being dehydrated and how most of us are dehydrated. And it got me thinking, so I bought like a really big water bottle for work. So it holds 2.2 liters. Um, okay, so here, pop quiz. What? How many How many liters in a gallon? I don't know. Two? How many gallons in a liter? Which I, one's oh, bigger? I don't know. Which one's bigger, a gallon or a I, liter? I don't I'll know. Give, we'll limit it down to that. Which one's bigger, a liter or a gallon? A gallon. You're right. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um... So I just got on this because nurses don't drink enough water. So I brought one and I was figured if I bring all the water I'm supposed to drink in a day at work, I'll drink it. Um, most people don't know this, but our joint commission, the monitoring body for hospitals actually don't allow nurses to have water at the station. Um, so that's why nurses are mostly dehydrated because it's against like having water by you. But anyway, I digress. So I just got on this like big water kick because it's like, you're right. I am not drinking any water. I would go home drinking like... I think like two cups of water total. Like I wouldn't have nothing all day. And I'm like, well, I am always tired. I do have a headache a lot. Yeah, the headache's so, the biggest thing for me. I, that's when I'm like, oh no, I forgot to drink water. So now I got this cranking headache going. Yeah, so I bet like a lot of people don't attribute that to water. I mean, I did, you do, but some people just don't attribute that to water. So here's some surprising signs you're not drinking enough water. Did you know bad breath is a sign? Yeah, actually, I could feel that coming on. So yeah. I, I did believe that. Uh, working out in the sun and stuff, I get that. Um, this one threw me food cravings. So a lot of times after work, I would come home for, I said, especially sweets. I would come home craving like dessert. I would crave like sweet food. And it's like I, I didn't have any water and I would eat it. But then I'm like, ah, now I'm thirsty. But I would only have like a couple sips of water and then go to bed. So real quick to that point, I worked with this briefly. I worked with this army ranger and he was in excellent shape. He was in Afghanistan. And this is before I started my big diet, way before you and me started dating and stuff. But I asked him for some tips because this guy was in excellent shape. And he told me, he goes, drink a cup of water. He didn't say how much. He says, drink, chug a cup of water. He says, if you're still hungry after that, eat. But he says, most people are, think they're hungry. They're, chance, they're actually dehydrated. So yeah. if you're on a diet and you're, and you're starting to get food cravings, drink water first and see if you're still hungry. Yeah. So overall, it is just good for you. Um, I bet a lot of the people in the world, or at least that are listening, probably don't drink enough water. Um, because I didn't actually know I was supposed to drink nine cups a day. Um, Cal puts lemon in her water, too. Yeah. I do. Well, actually, part of it was um, ways to enhance water. So to drink more water, you could put lemon in it. I do lemon, mint, cucumber, rosemary. Um, I know what you guys are saying. Like, that's not why you put lemon in the water. You put it in to enhance it. Um, I do a no, lot I, of like... I was pointing to something else you could add to water. I was waiting for Bill to make a joke. How many bush lights did, oh my God, you could, <laughs> did that article say? Oh, my gosh. You guys in your bush light, there's like six cans on this right now. Like, this is ridiculous. How long have you guys been down here? Uh, like well, hour. yeah. We've been recording for about a half hour to this point, so... Anyway, ways to enhance water. Um, there's a bunch of different companies that make like flavors you can add to water. Um, some the of them I'm have a, more sugar, but... The one I'm a big fan of is the Propel packets. I drink those all the time at work. But the thing with those is like you can't you got to still drink water. Everyone wants flavor and it's like it's good to get electrolytes especially if you're sweating. Uh, cuz you do need to restore those electrolytes. But it's also good to just drink plain water. Yeah. You know. I drink, I drink uh, one cup of coffee in the morning. I don't even have that much caffeine anymore. And then I str like strictly switch to ice water the rest of the day. Until you get home and then it's bush light. Well, I was going to say, so you were saying that if you don't drink enough water, like you typically crave like um, sweets and stuff. Yes. When I get home, I crave bush light. Of do you think I'm you. not having enough water? Or well, probably. Maybe it's too much I water. Well, see, what I think the best tip with that is chug three bush lights and see if you're still hungry or thirsty. Yeah, no, I don't you think know? so. That's hungry. true. Anyway, enhance your water um, if it makes you drink more water. I drink flavored water, so I drink a couple. I have Hydrant. That's the, the brand I use, but 
I drink flavored water. So did that article mention how much water is in a can of Bush oh Light? Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> is this just like a Bush Light podcast? Like yeah, I think you just, should rename your podcast to Bush Light Podcast. <laughs> we just like teasing you about it. Apparently, oh. but anyway, people should drink more water. Yeah, the it's biggest, good for you, so your immune the, system, everything. The one thing I read the one time, and I, I, I did do it for a little bit, but then I got off it because we stopped using bottles, really. But if you're trying to drink more water, let's say you're trying to drink a gallon a day. they This guy said, go get a gallon jug, all right? And don't just like say X amount of bottles of water. You're going to get a gallon jug. You want to drink a gallon of water. And it's a visual thing. When you look at it and you see, oh, man, I still got three quarters of a gallon in there. You now feel the fact that you have not drinking that gallon of water. Well, you're today. making fun of me. That's why I got that big old thing of water. And I, I make fun of you work. because I make fun of you because you have 25 water bottles and you think well, they all I have always, this different purpose. They do. In I my, gave her another one. They do. I know. Yeah, he. Did. Well, that's my coffee one though. I made See? that my coffee. See what one. I mean? Like this is go open up. A, the, we have this one cabinet. If you open it up, four cups fall out, <laughs> and there's still they 25. They do all in there. have a purpose though. I like to and like so the big one I bring with me. But like, say today we went to the Shed Aquarium. Okay, I didn't want to carry my big old thing with me. So I took my big old thing, filled it with my water. I put in my little vitamin pack I put in. And then I filled up a little one from that one. So I knew that I was getting in my water. A guy at work has one of those. It's one of those big water jugs. I don't know if it's a gallon or not, but it actually has tick marks on yeah. it that shows you you should have drank this much water by 10 a.m., yeah. this much water by noon. Yeah, and See, that, there's a that, lot of girls at work that we all switch to these big water things. Like, one girl got it, and then I got it, and now there's, like, three other girls. Everyone has these big water things. You guys will be on to something compete. else in a month. You'll be on to something else in a no, month. No, because now but they're the all with, realizing it's good for you. The one thing with your thing about the, uh, the marks for time is that all depends on your schedule. If you're an afternoon shift guy... You might not have that water yeah, by 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's true. So, but the biggest, like for me, I'm telling you, try, try it. Where you, well, you drink plenty of water. You drink plenty of water. But for somebody that doesn't, it helped me to actually see a gallon jug and realize, wow, I'm. it's 10 o'clock at night and I got half a gallon in I me. think the yeah. tick yeah. marks are a good idea because I, I have had a water bottle like that. And it is nice. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I should be at this by this time. And it's like, oh, I'm not. I'm on my coffee still. Like, that's not I good. Can, I can just tell when, like, I'm, I'm dehydrated or need to drink more water. Oh, definitely. I start getting the tension headaches. I start slowing yeah. down a little bit, start cramping up a little bit. But I mean, just during the workout, when I, like, for instance, I had, I had a quart of water in me by four o'clock this morning. Yeah. You, know, you know, you just named two symptoms of um, other signs you're not drinking enough. Muscle cramps, fatigue. Aren't um, I smart? Aren't I smart? No. You know, just, you, could, you, know what? you probably can read this from there. I write just, really big. We're just going to eliminate Kelsey's Corner and we're just going to make it Jim's rambling time. Well, then I won't listen to your podcast. That's the other hour of it? I'll, I, I'll listen to it, Jim. Uh, thanks. I appreciate no, that. No, that's you at home as you rambling. Um, no, that's a good topic. I thought you were going to do because we were kind of teasing about the baby. Well, one of the tips, so I was looking up, there's this website like prevention.com or something that's like a doctor's tips on how to prevent a Sorry cold. Sorry if you guys can hear this, this kid playing with stuff in the background. He's I loving it though. He's entertaining Who cares? himself. He's keeping busy. Um, one of the re- ways to prevent a cold is have a humidifier because low humidity dries out your nasal passages. I think it- I honestly, now that you say that, I honestly think that was part of it because our room gets so hot and I'm, you're going to have to start sleeping outside, I think. You no, why don't you sleep outside? <laughs> I have a humidifier. You know, you I can, love it. Yeah, we so we had a humidifier for our room, and then he got on his like, no humidity. I get no humidity because I don't want no uh, frost on the ceiling and the roof decking. But actually, know? every article I looked at was have a humidifier in your room. We well, used to have a diffuser, and that worked. That remember that would knock us both out. It would start tingling. Mm-hmm. It would start tingling up here, and well, I would put like euca- I would put eucalyptus and peppermint in there because I have really bad um, sinus congestion at night. Yeah, but dude, it was so. like this. It was like this mystic fog. You're sitting there and you're reading your book, <laughs> and all of a sudden you start feeling a tingle, like you're gonna sneeze. You know, like that same kind of tingle, and you pass out for you ten wake hours up the next morning. Yeah, yeah. I think I throw lavender in there. I need to get another one for the bedroom. I don't have one. Anyway, we're rambling on. So anyway, but is that yeah. all you have to say about water? That's all I have to say about water. Drink more water. So then we're going to go into discussion topics? Yeah. All right. So for this week, uh, the discussion topic, I got two solid ones, maybe a third I'm going to hit you guys with that I did not send you because I just want to just go off the top. If we get to it, I want to just go off the top of the brain. Okay. First, we're going to I sent you those articles, Kyle. Did you, you read did. them? I know it's kind of like you did. I did. Yeah. The second one. We're going to start here. We're going to start with the Rittenhouse one. Yeah. So that's the one you're going to have to like fill me in on because I don't pay attention to So pretty much anything. I can see both sides of this argument. And believe it or not, I'm going to go a little more liberal on the side of this argument. I think you are too. If, okay. Uh, 
But so Rittenhouse, they're trying to close a loophole in what Rittenhouse, I fully support what Rittenhouse did. I want to go out on record saying that right now, I thought that kid was a hero for going downtown in a city, city that was burning under violent protests, and he protected it. They, the news won't show you. He saved a he saved a gas station dumpster fire. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. So they lit a dumpster on fire and they rolled it and the kid stopped it. I mean, the kid's he's a hero. He Man. got off. He's a hero. But they want to change the loophole so a kid under sixteen years old can change can carry. Uh, it's funny they say as long as the barrel is sixteen inches in length. Okay, first of all, you, me, anybody with a Foyd card in Illinois, unless you have a proper tax stamp, we're not allowed to own anything under sixteen inches. So it's not a 16-year-old thing, okay? They, they, this is just the liberal media pointing out the 16-inch barrel thing. But anyway, they want to change it to where – so he was perfectly legal. He was above 16. He had a, a rifle over 16 inches, but he's running around during protests. And they want to change it. They want to close it. Call it a loophole. It's not a loophole. It's just not spelled out all the way. Right. Um, and they want to change it to where he can only – like all minors can only carry rifles uh, – during hunting practices. Oh. So oh. he was protecting uh, the city, and they said, well, we don't want teenagers running around downtown with rifles. Uh, we want, if, okay, we understand hunting is a family tradition. They want, we want to be able, we want, we want you to be able to go out and do it uh, under the age of 18. Because I can, for us in Illinois, we can have a fire, we can own a rifle at 18 and a pistol at 21. Yep. So, I actually agree with that. What's that? That they shouldn't. Why should a teenager have a gun other than hunting? So that's the kind of the part I'm agreeing with. I kind of I kind of get what they're saying. I don't think would would I want my 17 year old running around downtown during a riot with a rifle? No. no. The answer is no. No. He shouldn't have been there. Uh, I respect him for what he did, but he he probably should not have been there doing what he did. Right. No. I see um, hunting. I don't see why. Like picture you, like 15 year old you, like. I can't imagine you guys having guns and running around like especially we're during like, the protest. He was no, it's especially 16. during 15. 15 is too young. 16 is the law. Okay, I still don't think any teenager should be running around during a protest with so a gun. So a nineteen-year-old shouldn't. But nineteen, you're free to make your own decisions. So you're you're, you're saying 16, 17 year olds is what you're saying? Yeah, I think that they need they're too young. I think that they just are growing up in a time where kids are being declared older like 12 year olds these days are acting like 15 year olds and well, it's like i think that that's wrong in general here's my here's my argument for and against i agree i don't think 16 year olds should be running around with guns uh for other than very purposeful things but like the one thing that they said with this law it's going to change is lots we it's not our culture here but in wisconsin it is there's a lot of shooting clubs through high schools for these kids to go shoot clay pigeons to do target practice they bring their guns to school and after school they meet up at the club and they do this this would ruin that so what do you think they shouldn't be bringing their guns to school anyway it's a culture thing that we don't understand we we're no i don't we're we're near the city of chicago so it's a foreign thing to us yeah but think about if you were born and raised to shooting clay pigeons and now the government says no you can't handle that i think it just depends on where you grew up because here we were we grew up in like the gangs and like, oh, school shootings, stuff like that. Like that's part of the culture here. So maybe we just don't understand it, but I just don't see how that's right. Well, perhaps they could move that, uh, the shooting range or something. I imagine it's not on school property. No, yeah, I'm I'm sure not. It's probably a local sportsman's club, but there's, there's a lot of, I've worked that one guy I told you about last week. Uh, shooting was a normal thing for since the time he was a little kid at the back then, like we got baseball gloves and baseball bats Kids back then got 22s. Yeah. Kids out there has got 22, and they go out and they shoot targets, squirrels, whatever. Birds. No, they can just say that, I mean, one way you can do it is just no no guns allowed on school or property. Yeah, don't bring them to school. Don't bring well, them to school. But no, then- the, the, let's go back into what the law is. That a 16-year-old can only use it during hunting season. So now you're eliminating. So, yeah, you're eliminating that oh, aspect. Eliminating it's it's that. nothing to do with school. I'm just saying that like, there's so many clubs that these kids – after school they look forward to they practice they do what they can to be the best on their team to do that and you're going to ruin it because of this law right That's yeah true. so I, I i'm kind of on your side jim i kind of agree and disagree it's, with it. I, okay so then here's the other thing i want to throw at you is these same politicians that are pushing this law this loophole you know i'm holding up the quotation marks um these are the same politicians that want 16 year olds to vote but they can't carry a gun they want to move this. They so, probably want to do mail voting for him. So, but no, but now, now think about that. Okay, so 
if a 16-year-old should be allowed to vote, he can't buy tobacco till he's 18. And so he could vote, and he can't have a firearm and any of that stuff, but he can vote. These same politicians are pushing for that. Now what do you think? No. Why are we letting kids vote? Like, I that, agree. They get their driver's license. See, like, no. the, the biggest thing with that party right now is that they're trying, if they can't win fairly, they want to change the rules of the game. So, but the, the, the Democrats want 16-year-olds to vote, but they don't. But now in Illinois, you got to be, isn't it 21 to buy tobacco products? Yeah. Yeah. It's 21 for tobacco. So you could be, you could be voting for five years before you buy your first cigarette. Right. And you can go to war. Right. And you could go to war in that meantime, where yep. you hold a gun. Okay. Where you hold a gun. So see what I'm getting at with this law? Do you see yeah. how this, this is kind of like, which side do you really fall on? I agree. I'm going to fall on the side that I don't think a 16 year old should be running around downtown Kenosha during a riot with a rifle. I'm going to say that out loud. I'll you agree. can hold me to it. I'll agree with you there. I agree. But if you're going to write a law like that, there should be something with recreational use, not daily use. I think instead of saying hunting. Say recreation. Recreation. So. So, yeah. And clay pigeon shooting, target shooting. Yeah. I could see recreation. Me me and Pat and my other brother, we grew up shooting BB guns with my dad. It was just a normal thing we did and nobody thought anything of it. We shot, well, it was pellet rifles. My dad actually would not let us shoot BB guns because they bounced too much. He was worried about somebody losing an eye. True story. Us too. I kind of had BB yeah. guns pretty much my whole life. Yeah, you did. I probably started shooting a pellet rifle in 1997, you know? Yeah. And didn't think anything of it, you know? So I totally get, I think, leave the kids, let the kids know. And not just that, but if you hide it from them until they're an adult. They're going to find they're it. They're going to find it. And I but feel like they, if you hide it, they're going to want to do it even more. But who are they going to find it through? Are they gonna, right now, they have they have coaches through school teaching them how to do how to handle firearms, how to shoot them, how to be good with them, how to be respectful towards them. Yeah. Is it going to be some kid like, hey, I, I snuck this out of my dad's thing? Yeah, you, you know, go shoot Probably, this? Yeah. We're perfectly legal now, so let's go figure this thing out. Yeah. True. So with that law, I'm just saying I can understand you don't want – vigilantes out there at 16 year old you know 16 years old yeah and 16 year old vigilantes but as far as like recreation goes i think we kind of yeah i could see recreation like, so that is the one topic i wanted to hit that was that was kind of a fresh article that came up so i wanted to talk i wanted to throw all them little things just to see what you guys came up with yeah you know so but the next big one and kel is going to chime in on this i'm sure you read so you read that article i did read the article yes and i forget exactly where the article comes from but uh it's midwest winners changing Mm-hmm. All right. And so here's a couple of facts. You want, you want to hear the facts first? Or you want to just talk about it? Here's no, a couple. Go, go here, for the facts for everyone. Th- these were a couple of interesting facts I thought of. So Midwest rose 2.6 degrees in the last half century. Since 1980, so 40 years, uh, four degrees warmer on average. Four degrees is the difference between ice thawing and ice freezing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Four degrees. I know it sounds like, oh, well, it's only four degrees. Well, I can tell you right now, as a guy that works outside half the time, I can tell you the difference between 30 and 26. There's, oh, yeah. There's Absolutely. A dis- oh, yeah. There's a distinct difference. I walk difference. the dogs in 30. And Yeah, but in 26, it might no, be cold. Yeah, no, I don't walk them. All right, so ice on the Great Lakes is 22% lower in the last 50 years. The lowest recorded was in 2002 at 12% coverage. All right? Yep. This year, in mid-December, there's almost no ice coverage at all. Wow. Wow. All right. In mid-January, 3%. I've been saying it for a while. Like, I, mm. I feel like winter starts later and ends sooner. It does, I remember. Yeah. I remember snow in November. I, I remember snow too. on a few Thanksgivings. So yeah. February, and it was all due to that cold snap we all can... I mean, that was a good cold snap. I had to work overtime to cover for that cold snap. Oh, yeah. Yep. 41% coverage that created over the Great Lakes. Yeah. It, so it's, in, it's, in, in a few weeks, we went from 3% to 41%. And the, the, so the basis of this article is events all over the Midwest are being moved or canceled completely. They had some examples up in Minnesota. Yeah, a couple places that their tourism runs on, like ice on the lake from like ATVs. They like do races. Yeah, snowmobile races. And they had to cancel it a couple like previous years because of the ice. Yeah. Well, how many polar plunges have you seen where it's like they're running in off the beach? That's not a polar plunge. When, when we were kids, polar plunges where they, they cut a they hole cut in the, the ice. Yeah, they cut a hole yeah. in the ice. And you yeah. jumped in and somebody pulled you out and covered you with a towel. Yep. You know, Monica did one, you know. So anyway, I wanted to go with, so I had a couple of little things, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. So winter changing, what do you think? Is, is winter changing? I mean, we had a 51 degree day yesterday. But like, that it's normal to have freeze thaw cycles. So I'm not going to say one. It is, but at the same time, like our winter now starts at like 
I don't know, very end of November. Yeah. And it, uh, it lasts like, I mean, March is mostly like rain, maybe the occasional snow shower, but. I, I remember a snowy Halloween. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, well, okay, so with, with all that being said, with all, with all that being said, that was 2017 or 18. It snowed four inches on Halloween. So you're talking recent past. Y- yes. But at the past, same time, but, they were saying that, like, with the weather changing, we're going to see different weather patterns. Like, very we're going to get wet. Yeah, we're going to be wet. We're going to be rainy. We're going to be this. We're going to be that. But it I, is, it has changed, like, from when, even when we were kids, it's changed. I also remember snow every year. Like it's it's winter yeah. time. It's going to snow. Like I remember my birthday was cold, and it last it was there throughout the whole winter. Yeah. So now, we'll a take, couple of years ago, we had no snow. Yeah, we had no snow. That was a mild it, winter too. Yeah, and it happens, you know. Um, but you go back, for instance, when did when did snow at Christmas become the Hollywood normal? You see a Hollywood movie, yeah, yeah that takes place at Christmas. There's snow Christmas. on the ground, right? Yeah. When I can remember a couple as a kid going through December that we had snow. But never like a lot. You yeah, know? that was always I kind remember, of a dusting I remember, or an inch or two. Yeah. I remember like Christmas break. It seemed like we were sledding at some point. It always seemed right around a New Year's yeah, we'd get some we blizzard. Would sled. Yeah, and that was a big thing. All right, so I did a, another little bit of research. So, so here before I go into that, um, so we can agree. So you listen to your parents, the boomers. You know, we both got boomer parents. Yep. They, they want to tell you we all heard about the 1967 snowstorm. We yeah. all heard about the 1979 snowstorm. And uh, and they, they wear that like a badge of honor, okay? Did you ever look up the, the difference between the 1967 and the 2011 one? The one where we were... I think the, the 2011 was terrible. Like, it was, it was a lot worse. It was like 0.3 inches difference. Yeah. You know, and they want to tell you about 67. Like, you've never seen anything. It's like, well, no, I saw a pretty bad one. Yeah, yeah now I we mean, know. We just have more snow plows now and I remember, more snowblowers. I remember we walked and saw the car stranded on Lakeshore Drive because I was at college. So we walked and saw them all. I do remember an old guy saying, he goes, yeah, but we have technology to get rid of it now. So it's not a big deal. He goes, back then, like, a snow plow was every now and then. They used to put them on the dump trucks in the city of Chicago and push them down the alley. That was yeah. what they plowed with, you know. So, okay, so we're, so all, all the references we're making are back to the 80s, the yeah. 70s. You want to go back as far as the 70s? I mean, sure. that wasn't, yeah, sure. Okay, so let's just say the 70s. So we're going to say 50 years, right? All right, so... I looked up, just for the purpose of this conversation, I looked up how many minutes are in a week. How many minutes do you think are in a week? I don't know. 3,742. a lot of math on this podcast. Well, here, I mean, take a guess. He said 3,742. What do you think, how many, how many minutes in a week? Seven-day period, how many minutes? 29,000. Okay, 29,000. Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> I know. It, it, I know. It is 10,080. Mm-hmm. Okay, 10,080 minutes. And here's... I, I didn't go over. Oh, I went over. I just took a while. Yeah, if this is Price is Right, you're out. Yeah. Oh, so whatever. with that being said, so 10,080. So I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but 10,000 years ago is when the last glacier melted in our area. Hmm. All right. So we said we chose a 50-year span that we're comparing everything to. So out of that 10,080 minutes this week, you get to choose less than an hour to judge the entire week by. Do you think that's fair? Uh, no. Okay. Less than one. I see, I, I'm smelling what you're cooking. So if you said, "Man, what? How is the pattern of this weather? Oh, this weather is changing. Well, what? What do you get that? Oh, 50 minutes to today. Well, it's like, well, it's Sunday. It's not even eight o'clock in the morning. How do you know what's going to happen Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or the exact opposite? You know, Saturday comes. You're like, man, this weather changed a ton. Since when? Oh, an hour ago. So yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, we're judging. It's changing. I'm not. No doubt in my mind, is it changing? But who's to say it's not done this plenty of times before? I'm sure it has. I think it's just more so that like now it's going to be a big impact on like general life. Like, and it's being accelerated. It's too. being accelerated because they keep saying like the polar ice caps, like they've lost like a large portion of that. And yeah, I understand it's probably done that before, but now it's a accelerated but b it's going to have a major impact on our lives yeah it may be a natural cycle of earth like yeah a i'm not saying like uh, yeah. speculate but at the same time like it's happening and it's happening very quickly it's ha- but quickly compared to previous year like previous what we've been recording weather 50 for years but we've been at, we've been recording weather for 150 year out of ten thousand. yeah but there's i mean there's general proof that the rate of acceleration that is happening with everything with weather is 
caused by a lot of humans. Like, but accelerating, but accelerating, like I think about accelerating at a stoplight, it's compared to the ground outside of me. So when you say accelerating, you're con- compared to previous something? Previous rates of, like previous just take guesses? the ice caps. Previous guesses? Well, no, but just take the ice caps. So they've done studies over the past, okay, this amount of 20 years, this much has melted. Now, in these past 20 years, X amount has melted and it has been crazy different. Like it's been accelerated a lot. Right. But who's to say the next 20 years is not going to uh, go back the other way and freeze up? I mean, I, I mean, I, they can't, but I I'm imagine just... they, they, they drill those cores in, in the uh, Antarctic and they are able to measure the, um, the, core the carbon topic, dioxide yeah. and oxygen levels and in the atmosphere that were kind of trapped in the bubbles. So I imagine. OK, so I, I'm no expert on this, by the way. So. Uh, but I imagine like no, and I'm not disagreeing that. with you guys. I'm just like trying to jar a conversation. No, so. I, I know that they they, um, they measure the carbon dioxide and the oxygen levels within the trapped bubbles in the ice from thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of years ago, and they're able to kind of. There's a lot of science. I don't want to say accurately, but they're able to predict um, to see how it was like back. Let's just say, yeah, twenty thousand years ago, thirty thousand years ago, or however long that ice. So you're saying they can pretty much detect the ice melt that happened at a certain rate based on whatever the parameters. They do based upon the yeah whatever the science involved. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not. I I actually read an article about that. Is that they did try to predict like how far it was until 2020, and they were trying to predict like they came out with a prediction of how fast the ice will melt, and it actually melted faster than what their predictions were. So in general, that's not a good thing. But I just wonder, are, are we looking too much of a small scope? You know, if you looked at a star and, and you can only see one out of your telescope and you're like, there's only one star in the sky. Well, your telescope's only this big. You got you to gotta open it up and look this big. No. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I mean, I see what you're saying, but I think that the, the reason we're looking at it so closely is because it will have such a dramatic impact on human life like a lot and of we've people we've already seen it i mean when we went to alaska how many people talk and they weren't talking politics yeah or nothing. no they call it climate change well no they said the uh how do they wet uh, the weather the weather no i thought they called it just the climate change no 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 uh the warming trend oh That's yeah what the warming trend. warming trend yeah. but they kept saying how different it was up there in the winter and how much this warming trend has affected their general life even when we went on the glacier tour remember how she was saying how they're melting at just an exceedingly rate and it's not stopping. The winters aren't freezing as much. They're not seeing as much um, like glacier ice build back up in time for, hey, the new melt then. Now, to your point, too, is, you know, is this a natural earth cycle? You know, is this something that we can confirm or deny? Um, modern humans have only been around for yeah, Less than long. a blink of an eye on this planet. So. That's the thing. I mean, you, you look at like from the Neanderthal. What is that? 70,000 years? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And that was only in part to like Africa and not even like here. Yeah, and it wasn't until the Ice Age were they able to cross over and get here and things like that. And then the ice had a thaw to get all the way down here. But I mean, say 12,000 years in, yep. in North America. But I'm not disagreeing with any of it. I'm the, the biggest thing that sold me on all this was because I was driving Kel nuts in Alaska because I'd always had somebody says, oh, I've been living here my whole life. I always had to talk to that guy. Right. Well, oh oh, what's gosh. winters like here? Yeah. I was some asked random about, Harley people on the side of the road. We were talking to them for like an hour. Jim, but talking all, to random people. But no. all, I would ask them, how are the winters here? And they all started. I'm telling you, they all had the same basis Every where they said, answer. they said, well, before the warming trend, we used to get ice up to here. And they weren't talking politics. Yeah. But ever since the warming trend, and they were all referring to what? Since probably the 2000s. Yeah, say. 2000s. And they say, but now, you know, when it gets really cold, we get ice up to here. But it used to come all the way up to here. Really? Wow. And, but they all, the thing is that they, every one of them had something to say about the warming trend. They never said, oh, it's fine. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's been the same way for 30 years. It's all, oh, it was like this, and now it's like this. Well, yeah. when we were in Hawaii, too, our the hotel that we stayed on, it used to have a beach because remember we didn't have a beach. The beach is gone. The beach is gone. Really? The beach is gone. And it's like literally right up against the hotel now. The water is right against the hotel, and the other there were supposed to be two other beaches next to us, 
our beach was gone. The one next to us was gone. You had to go all the way down to the other one to get to a beach. In fact, a guy I worked with at the time, he took his honeymoon in the 70s there and he says, where are you going? I told him and he's like, oh, I used to go somewhere. We looked it up on Google Maps. It was gone. Yeah. It was the spot in the village. The beach he was at was gone. It's gone. Wow. They're losing every, like inch by inch every year. But let me ask you this. Is it rising oceans or is it erosion? It's rising ocean, I think. I mean, then they've. But can you agree there might be both? The rising ocean, let's say it came up two inches, but it was able to wash away an extra six inches of of ground, and then now is able to keep washing it away? It might be both, but. I mean, all because the beach was three feet above the ground doesn't mean the oceans came up three feet. It could have came up a foot and washed the other two away. I think I just read way too many articles on the polar like ice situation like they're in my newsfeed almost every day i'm reading about it daily so So, i think that's why i'm just like no this is a problem so the one other thing i was going to say about this uh one of kel's favorite books of all time is a walk in the woods i saw the wink there (laughs) and uh, such a boring book it wasn't very subtle there uh did you read that no it's boring so i'm I'm sure i'm sure kel hasn't read that in what 25 years 20 years so at the end of it, he made a he made an interesting argument. For some reason, it clicks in my head is we are still in an ice age. We are still very much in an ice age as we ever were. It's just less. As long as you have polar ice caps, as long as you get snow, as long as you get winters, we are still in an ice age. What do you think of that? I haven't heard that. That's yeah, inter- that's an interesting that point. I mean, but if I mean, an ice age has ice. We have ice. It's not as much, but it's still ice. So are we still coming out of a 10,000-year ice age? Yeah, but it's all humans have ever known is living in an ice age. Yeah. Modern humans, have known, right. if, if this is true. So, so, but pretty much what I'm saying is when she says it's, it's accelerated, is it still just melting? Are we just the people that have reached this stage? Just like the people that crossed the Bering Strait and they couldn't head any more south because the, the, the glaciers were there. Who was the generation... The 80 years or so you got to live on Earth that got to pass through that after the first time it melted. Right. Yeah. Were they, did they think the world was at end? Because that, that melted. Yeah. I mean, it was a big block of ice all over the country, and it's gone now. Yeah. So, um, side note, I don't know why but that brought up. So, we're going to Alaska this summer, and there's a polar bear tour. And one of the things Jim said is like, oh, I don't want to see a polar bear all sad and starving if we go on the polar bear tour. Well, they don't have – so the biggest thing is, like, so polar bears eat seals. Yeah. They do. That's their main way. They, they hoard up on them, and then they go sleep for the winter. They can't make it out. There's no ice for them to go out in the ocean right now. Right. They well, and, was, and the polar bears are drowning. I was reading just a little bit about the tour, and you're not guaranteed to see them because – they don't know where they are now because where they used to be, they aren't they there They used to anymore. go out on the actual frozen sea ice. Yeah. But you look out over the sea and you'll see ice. a white blob moving around. It's pretty It's pretty apparent. There it is right there. I can see him. He's two miles away on the ice. Now he's on the beach. Yep. There's trees. There's rocks. Yeah. He's on the beach trying to catch seals. It's not going to be good business for that guy. No, it's not. Poor little polar bear. I watch a lot of nature, nature document, yeah, documentaries, so... It's so sad. It. But it, after going to Alaska the one time, like that's what really changed my mind with the whole climate change. Is you're talking to somebody in a very, and not just that, but they're a very conservative state. It's very conservative, yeah. They are all Second Amendment. They're, they're my kind of people. But up I there. still feel like it shouldn't be a political matter. But go no, on. No, but I, but there's just mindset thinking. Yeah. These people are on my side, and they they all start off well before the warming trend. Every one of them. It was amazing to yeah. watch. Yeah, it's it was not amazing political to watch. up there at all. In Hawaii, it wasn't either. They were just like, "Yep, yeah, the beach is gone." Like. But back to the Midwest winters. Um, So I do remember, like, I remember getting off for Christmas break, and I remember my dad taking us ice fishing, taking us sledding. And so the one guy said uh, they were interviewing about ice fishing. He goes, we lose a month now. And like you said, it starts later and ends sooner. Yep. So if you used to have four months of ice fishing, we're down to the one in the beginning and the one at the end, we're not getting. Yeah. We're still getting winter, but it takes until mid-January. Yeah. I feel like the northern part of, like, Michigan, Wisconsin, I feel like they're going to see it more because they have more ice. They're used to like more harsher winters. But now I feel like they might see like more of a shift than just us down here. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, everyone jokes like Illinois, our weather changes every hour. But I feel like up there because their winters are so cold. Yeah, it's more consistent. Yeah, it's more consistent. So I feel like they might even feel it a little bit more. Any more to say on that? Did we hit it? Did we hit it right, Bill? I think think we hit it right. Yeah. Yeah. I got one more to run by you if you guys want. It. We're we're just under an hour into this. Yeah. Do you want that? me to run one more by you or no? Sure. This is taking place in Iowa, and it goes right in hand in hand with this uh, climate change and type stuff. They are. Have you ever heard of these uh, carbon pipelines? No. And this really isn't about carbon pipelines, is my argument. It's about what the government's doing. So, U.S. carbon pipeline proposals trigger backlash over potential land seizures. So pretty much these 
right now there's like 500 miles of these carbon pipelines. One of them's in Decatur is one of the dumps. They need, uh, I think it said 60, I thought I write it down, no. It said they, okay, right here. Uh, developers would need to build another 65,000 miles for country to permanently store enough carbon to reach net zero emissions by 2050. Right? Oh, there's 5,000 miles. We have 5,000 miles now. They want 65,000 miles. Jeez. And so what these carbon pipelines do is they, they're all your, like, any plants that emit carbon, these pipes take it in and they suck it and they put it underground. It sounds like old. It could be any kind of, like, old underground, like, oil thing that they, like, drilled out, drained, and it's gone. They'll, they'll store okay. this carbon yeah. down there. Yep. But we're pretty much burying our problem. You know, we're, all we're doing is we're going to bury this here and maybe yeah. somebody can figure out later what to do with this stuff. Think about an earthquake, what that could do in something like that. Crack it open and, you know, all this stuff out. Anyway, here's where my, my gripe gets in, is they are trying, and this is specifically in Iowa, but it's all coming to everybody. Oh, they yeah. need 65,000 miles of anything. It's going to get to everybody in this country. Yep. And what they're doing is they're going, so these, these pipeline companies are going to the private owners and saying, hey, we want to buy your land for this, to put this pipeline through it. And they say no. And they're like, you can sell it to us, or we're going to get an em- eminent domain. Do you guys know what eminent domain is? I remember we used to deal with my dad Pretty used to deal with Pretty much means this. the government has um, access to it, I thought. So they have access to it, and they say, well, we value your property at X amount of dollars. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. If I sold this to my neighbor right now, he'd give me twice that. Well, this is what we think it's worth. So here you go. You just lost your ass. They were going to do that to this uh, uh, airport down here that they want to put in down by Piatone. They were yep. going to take guys' farms. Well, we think it's worth $3,000 an acre. It's like, no, 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 no. This is worth $8,500 an acre. Yeah. Uh, we don't think so. Since we're the government, here's your check. Now get out. Yep. Wow. And so people are fighting back. What it boils down to is this pipeline. This is this carbon emissions thing. We don't know if this is going to work. This is a shot from the hip. They need a minimum of this to make it work. But the biggest thing I don't get, I don't, I don't like. Imagine right now if they came up to your house and said, hey, we need your backyard to run a pipeline through. You know what your house is worth roughly. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, here. Here's 100 grand. It's like, whoa. No, 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 no. My house is worth X amount, you know? Yeah. And while well, we're the government, we say so. So pretty much right now is they're trying to get the Republicans are pushing against it. No, no, you can't eminent domain. The Democrats are pushing for it. No, you should be able to eminent domain this. No, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, absolutely not. So why not incentivize it? I always go back to the incentivize. Hey, Mr. Farmer, you let us you give us ten miles of your thing and we're gonna give you X amount of write off on your taxes, whatever, you know, whatever the incentive is. Instead, they're trying to, they're going to, they're, they want to force 65,000 miles of this pipe on people all over the country to wow. route carbon emissions. One spot's in Decatur, and I think another one was in North Dakota. Wow. Wow. That's See, yeah, terrible. No, that's, and, but this is, this is starting. Here's the thing is, this is starting. This that's is scary. A, this is going to be a new thing. It's the thing in our country that just, there's so many things wrong with this country. Oh, God. I understand <laughs> the net car, but you see how that went in with the, that's why I want to throw it in here with this yeah, argument. No, with yeah, the, I see. I'd, I'd like to read that article. Can you send it's it? Gonna, yeah, it's going to be on the website too. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, they're, they're pretty much, the government is trying to force this on saying, we're the government, we need your land, and you're not giving it up, so we're going to take it from you. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just asinine. wrong. That's just wrong. And I know pl- when I worked at Deer, I knew plenty of farmers that probably, if you made them a deal, they'd probably work with you, you know? Yeah. But also, but, this doesn't sound like a long-term solution. Like, this just sounds like a Band-Aid on top of our current They problem. were talking about so many million tons of carbon that they need to, and they're going to find, like, voids in the ground and fill it. I just think, okay, one good earthquake. Yeah, well, and that's just that, but you're pumping all the time. And you're pumping it full of stuff? Yeah. Who's well, to say be, you're not going to create a hurricane or yeah, an earthquake? Yeah, this is terrible. I suppose it'll be diamonds in a few million years. Oh yeah. So oh, well, when the yeah, ice, well, I mean, I'll be when the polar ice caps melt, I that's mean, one hey, good thing. We that's got one going good for thing. Yeah. We're, we're, look, we're helping generations to come. <laughs> we're planting diamonds. <laughs> we're planting diamonds for people. <laughs> 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 but I want to throw that in there. I just I hate eminent domain. I hate Big Brother stepping in saying, "Yeah, that's what yeah, yours is mine," and there's nothing you can say about it. That's just wrong. But the, the the pipeline's actually an interesting concept. So they want to they want to collect all these carbon and then get it out of the air and then net zero emissions and blah blah blah. I feel but, like you could do something else with it. Like there's some way I'm sure you can convert it some other way. Yeah, like instead of just it hiding the it. I Don't even need yeah, to find out so how to convert it. Like I'm sure you can convert it into something. I'm not sold on the Somebody science. Somebody hasn't of it. figured it out yet. Gil, Gil didn't catch that. What's no, that? I didn't. I said, yeah, let's just pump it into the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but I'm sure there's something. Send it to space. Somewhere. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mr. Amazon man who goes to space. I'm sure he can donate a couple million. The Tesla man, like, I'm sure they can figure something out. Hire somebody smart. How about a pipeline to space? Yeah, there, yeah, we, go. there we go. Yeah, like That's a chimney. Fine. It's like yeah. Earth's just, chimney. Just by- <laughs> bypass our atmosphere. <laughs> Anyway, that's all I have. I just wanted to throw that last little one at you and see what you guys thought. Yeah, so. that's yeah no, that's, that's interesting. Wrong. That was pretty good topics this week. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. I feel like a third week. Oh, good discussion. We could turn this into the Dylan podcast. You could, but... It's uh, the two Dylans that came today. I think that's two my Dylans. microphone. Yeah. That one's that one's my microphone, and that's my know. computer, and not just that, but he's on my side. You're out. Get out. He's on my side. No. Oh, yeah. How about your bush light? Like, Did you do a Bill's uh, um, Bushlight Billy corner? Yeah, it was real court. Bushlight well, Billy course, real quick this real week. Course. We're calling him Catfish Billy now. Oh, yeah, did you make Billy. catfish? No, that's he gross. catfished me on ice fishing this year. That's how that came. I think that, you, that you're <laughs> using the wrong phrase. By the way, I meant to tell you. I think catfishing is when you like, so you put on like a filter and like you look really cute and send like a picture of like, oh my god, here, that's catfishing, and then like you turn up like an ugly person. So I learned that I off of like, Monica's husband because he said Monica catfished me and thinking that bef- when they were dating that she was in the fishing and hanging out. I'm pretty and sure that's the wrong term. I don't know. Look it up. We'll find out. We'll report on it next week. Here, do you want me to look it up? No, no. I, we're gonna call it. We're gonna no. call this quick. All right. So, well, thanks for coming on. How can people reach you, Jim? Oh yeah, if you can hear this podcast, that means you could be on it. Email us at whistlemissionpodcast at gmail.com. I heard it. I'm on it. Yeah, see, it's real yeah, easy. It's real easy. Visit us at Whistle Mission Outdoors. In fact, at the break, me uh, Billy was just talking about how he needs his blog post because he's got recipes. He just wants to fire out there for everybody. Yeah, it's oh, probably this weekend. Idea. He's going to show me how to navigate the website. So he's oh, going to be right. Go. He's going to be writing around. his own blog. Cool. So. All right. Well, All right. hopefully Pat will be back next week so we don't have to listen to Cal. I mean, hopefully Pat will be back <laughs> next week. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks, Thanks. everyone.